This problem of the human condition is why I've spent decades focused on why do people do the things they do, and what can we do to make them do the things we want them to do. See, the problem finds its origins in brain science. Brain science tells us that when we make a purchase decision, we decide to sign up and do business with someone, our brain releases dopamine. We feel joy, euphoria, delight, excitement. This is finally the insurance agent who's going to get it done. This is the agent that's going to make sure that I have the right policies I need. This is the person that's going to take care of my family. God forbid something should happen to us that requires us to need our insurance. But the problem is, is as quickly as that dopamine floods the brain, a clock starts ticking. And the clock ticks faster and faster. And as the dopamine recedes from the brain, those feelings of joy, euphoria, and delight are replaced by feelings of fear and uncertainty and doubt. What if this isn't the right agent? I felt like I've had the right agent relationship in the past, but we're not with that agent anymore. I'm with this new agent, so we see how that didn't work out. Is this actually the right coverage? Like, I think it's the right coverage, and it's the one they recommended, but we won't know until something goes wrong, will we? Is this really going to be the agent who right now, when they're saying, hey, you're part of the family, is going to treat me like family if I have a claim? Or is this the agent who's going to say, well, you know, sorry, the policy says. The effect that this has on our business is absolutely devastating. And the fact of the matter is most businesses actually make it worse. They take the brain science, which is already causing challenges with the customer, and they make it worse by how their business is structured. I liken this stuff to dating. You see someone across the crowded room, you think, oh, aren't you special? I'd like to get to know you a little bit better. You saunter on over, you introduce yourself, the conversation builds, next thing you know, you're going to dinner, next thing you know, you're going to the movies, maybe you're meeting the friends, then you're meeting the parents, and the relationships builds and builds and builds until finally someone's down on one knee saying, I'm all in. I want to be in a relationship with you. And to our surprise and delight, the customer, I mean the other person, says, I want to be in a relationship with you as well. And we say, this is fantastic. Let's have a kickoff meeting. I mean, a wedding reception. <laughs> we'll bring you and your family together. We'll have a big party. It'll be absolutely wonderful. So we have this glorious celebration. Everybody's feeling good. And then we take our new relationship and we walk them to the honeymoon suite. We open the door and we say, honey, I'd like to introduce you to Bob. Bob's going to be taking care of you from now on. <laughs> I know Bob didn't go on any of the dates. I know that Bob didn't get vetted by your family and friends, but Bob is your account rep. And he'll help you process all the paperwork and all the claims and get everything taken care of. It'll be great. Good luck with Bob. I'm going to go find some other people to date. The very structure of our businesses compounds the problems we already have with the brain science. And the real kicker is the impact that this has on our business is devastating. Let's pretend for a moment that you work in banking, okay? There's a nice break after this where you can take a shower if this role play doesn't feel good to you. But for the moment, pretend you work in banking. Now, your job is to get as many new customers as possible to join your bank. Well, here's the dirty little secret that the banks don't want you to know. And that secret is of all the people that will join a bank in a given year, 32% of those new customers will decide to stop doing business with that bank before their one year anniversary. 
32%. Now, I don't know if any of you have opened a bank account recently, but it's a pain in the neck. Okay? It's not fun. You have to fill out signature cards, paperwork. You have to get a new ATM card. You have to new, get new checks if you're kind of an old guy like me and you still use checks. You have to get your online billing set up. You have to wait until all the transactions from your old bank clear so that you can move over that last little bit of money into the new bank account, right? And yet, despite all those hurdles, all that headache, 32% of new customers will leave before the one-year anniversary. Half of those customers will leave in the first 100 days. Hmm, interesting. Well, let's pretend for a moment instead that you are the head of marketing for Chuck E. Cheese. How many of you, by show of hands, have ever been to a Chuck E. Cheese? Raise them proud. This is my polite way to say how many of you have children, right? If you've not been to a Chuck E. Cheese, let me set the scene for you. It's a family restaurant. They serve pizza. They have video games. And they have these goofy animatronic robots that sing and dance. It's borderline creepy, but hey, the kids seem to love it. Here's the crazy thing. If you were to walk into a Chuck E. Cheese, let's pretend everybody in this room walks into a Chuck E. Cheese for the first time. 46% of you will never go into Chuck E. Cheese again. You'll go once and that's it. Once and you're done. The customers are running out the back door as quickly as we bring them in the front door. Now, I don't know if that's because of the food. I don't know if that's because of the screaming kids. I don't know if that's because they have a rat for their logo and they're trying to feed you. But the fact of the matter is they're losing almost half of their customers after just one interaction, one experience. Well, let's pretend for a moment instead we run a cell phone company, okay? Here's the crazy thing. Until very recently, cell phone companies were known for having the most draconian contracts on the planet. Yes, they were even more draconian than insurance agreements, okay? Basically, if you broke the cell phone contract, you had to give either your left or right arm and one of your children, but you got to pick which kid, okay? Nobody was breaking their cell phone contracts, or at least they weren't supposed to. The crazy thing was 21% were breaking them in the first 100 days. Now, isn't that interesting? You may be saying to me, Joey, look, I don't work in banking. We don't have a restaurant. We don't have a cell phone company, okay? But here's the crazy thing. I don't know what the numbers are in your business, but across all industries around the world, somewhere between 20 and 70% of your new customers will make a decision in their mind to stop doing business with you or not do any more business with you in the first 100 days of the relationship. Now, to me, what's scarier than that statistic, and I've looked at companies all around the world, I've spent the last decade researching this, what's scarier than the 20 to 70% is that the average person in this room has no idea what the percentage is in your business. Now, some of you may say, but Joey, you don't understand. It takes 100 days to fill out all the paperwork to get the policy. <laughs> We're good. We're fine. This 100 days thing doesn't apply to us. Folks, it does, okay? Now, they may not choose to cancel their policy with you, but the likelihood of them getting another policy or additional coverage with you decreases dramatically. So you miss the opportunity for them to spend more money. Additionally, you miss the opportunity for share of wallet. I thought it was really interesting what Ryan said up here. You know, he made a comment right before, uh, the, the presenter before me, about having 52 different insurance agents. Right? And he said it kind of facetiously, but I was in the back of the room and I thought to myself, well, how many insurance agents do I have? 
I have an agent for my auto insurance with one carrier. I have a separate agent for my renter's insurance with a different carrier. I have a different agent for my health insurance with a different carrier. Now, some of you are saying, but Joey, we don't sell health insurance. Guess what? Your customers' minds, it's all insurance, folks. And I have another carrier for the insurance on the artwork that I have in my house. And I have another relationship for the insurance for my business. Why? Because none of the agents I've worked with to date are going to get the full share of wallet. Many of them probably offer those things, but I'm too busy to pay attention to what they actually offer and which relationships get additional focus. I'm sure nothing like this is happening with your customers, though. <laughs> nothing. But the real kicker, the real thing you miss out on if you don't have an effective first 100 days onboarding strategy is the referrals. Raise your hand if you've got enough referrals you don't want anymore. No one ever raises their hand. Because I've never met a business owner that didn't say, yeah, we'd like more free, and by free I mean no marketing costs, no sales costs, customers. So what are we doing on those referrals, let alone our referral partners? How big would your business be today if this year you were still doing business with everyone who'd ever been a customer. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay to swear. I just heard a no shit from the front row. Right? Ryan set the tone that it was okay to swear from the stage, right? Early on when he opened things up. But this is the reality. When I ask business owners to look at this, the multiple is somewhere between three and 20 times bigger if they were still doing business with everyone they'd ever done business with. That's what's available to you by focusing on the first 100 days. That's what's available to you by focusing on an effective way of onboarding your new customers to get them bought into your way of doing business from the outset. The good news is that there is a solution. And the solution to this problem lies in this graph. Okay? This is the typical customer life cycle. And the fact of the matter is most businesses spend all their time over on this side of the graph. How do we prospect? How do we fill the funnel? How do we get leads? Where do we spend our marketing dollars? What do we get our sales team trained up on? Instead of spending their time over on this side of the graph, what happens after the sale? What happens after someone decides to become a customer? How do we actually start to deliver on the experience then? I'm a big believer that if you focus on this first 100 days, you can have a customer for life. Because the research shows across all industries, if I can get you to day 101 and you're feeling great about the relationship, the typical customer will say for a minimum of five years. Don't take my word for it. This is what the research shows. And what we need to do is we need to focus on onboarding. Okay? I define onboarding as inviting in new customers using a managed, structured series of contacts designed to create a welcoming experience. Not getting them in the system, not getting them signed up, not filling out their paperwork. Inviting in. Using a managed, structured series of contacts. Not a, well, sometimes if it's a big enough policy, we do great hand-holding, but if it's one of those little policies, good luck, you can just self-serve on the website. Not one of those scenarios where, well, if you get Jane in our office, you're going to love the relationship. If you get Sally, good luck. 
<laughs> but a managed, structured series of contacts that are designed to create a welcoming experience. Not sometimes it works, but that conscious thought went into this. The results of having an effective onboarding program in your business are absolutely incredible. Research out of Stanford Business School, Harvard Business School, and Bain & Company, the international consultants found that if I can keep just 5% of the customers that would otherwise leave my business, I can increase my profits 25 to 100%. Now some of you, like me, are not as math friendly, and you're looking at this going, Joey, come on. 5% equals 25 to 100%? That doesn't make sense. The math doesn't add up. Fake news. <laughs> Let me break down the math for you a little bit, okay? The fact of the matter is most of your businesses are already running at a profit. The incremental cost of continuing to serve an existing customer is much lower than the acquisition cost that's built in on a new customer. Plus, once you pay back that acquisition cost and you move into the profit zone, which is what we're all striving for, right? The customers that keep renewing their policies and keep adding policies, and then when their kids are old enough, we're going to serve their kids, right? This is the joy of the independent agent, right? You're working in your community. You're building the relationships. If you can keep just 5% of the people that would otherwise leave, that goes directly to your bottom line, 25 to 100%. This is what's available to you in the first 100 days. This is what is available to you if you decide to focus on making the experience remarkable. What do I mean by remarkable? Worthy of making a remark about. How many people at a cocktail party are like, let me tell you, Bob, my insurance agent, woo, fabulous, <laughs> fabulous. Not many. The good news for you, and I say this respectfully, is the bar for an insurance agent experience in this country is lying on the ground. Not in this room, but in the rest of the country, right? And in Canada, too, <laughs> for, my good, for my good Canadian friends, all right? The fact of the matter is the opportunity for you to raise that bar and to perform at a level that they have, prior to this, not experienced in an insurance interaction it's actually quite easy. It just requires a little bit of thoughtfulness, a little bit of extra care and consideration, and a framework for how do you do it. 